This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, San Diego, with a fellow Strong Islander, an industry veteran, respected individual in the community and nationwide, Andrew Levine. Welcome to Halo Talks. Thank you, Pete. So, uh, so originally being from Long Beach, how the hell did you get into the health club sector? <laughs> Phenomenal question. Very open-ended. Uh, Please begin. Was an athlete in high school. Uh, enjoyed working out. Still remember my first workout was 1976 when the movie Rocky came out. There we go. We were also fired up. We had to go to uh, find the first barbell uh, and, and dumbbells that we could. And back then they were wrapped in plastic. Uh, it was sand and plastic. That's right. Worked. They used to bust open too. <laughs> exactly you dropped right. them too hard. Exactly right. So <laughs> I remember my first workout was 1976. My last workout was two days ago. And uh, it's been a 40-year journey in the fitness industry, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But uh, probably the, the thing that got me into the industry was when I transferred from Hofstra University in New York mm -hmm. to the University of Florida. And I, I worked for who I consider the godfather of our industry, Joe Cerulli. Sure. Um, who taught Gainesville me, Athletic. Ga Gainesville Health and Health Fitness, and fitness yep. Phenomenal. Yep. Voted uh, by Forbes magazine, one of the top 25 small businesses in America. And I had the uh, honor of working for him at 335 an hour, uh, minimum wage, as a Nautilus certified instructor. And uh, he, he just uh, emphasized education and the highest possible standards of workouts. And, and if we weren't given a workout, Pete, we were cleaning. There was no such thing as not working. That's so funny. There was a guy on here before. He said, uh, one of my, one of my uh, operational um, mantras is clean, clean things. They don't, don't wait for them to be dirty. Exactly. Just clean them right now. Exactly. Um, and, I, you know, it's interesting. Most of the most successful people, all of the most successful people in the industry that I've met, have the same kind of commentaries like you got to have started at the bottom you have to understand each function and you got to understand the attention to detail because this is not an easy business to make money in and keep the lights on That's exactly so, right so talk about so, so you work for joe kind of from a mentor standpoint and give you your you know first uh you know bite at the uh at, at the industry and you know learning it the, the only way you can learn something is by doing it yeah it was phenomenal because he uh, ran it with such an attention to detail, I remember we, we had to wear shirts and ties to be Nautilus instructors because he wanted the members to always know who the staff was. And he didn't even want them in athletic clothing. And he also had a, another method to his madness, which was to develop your communication skills to the point where you could take somebody through a great workout without actually getting on the piece of equipment. So we were in shirts and ties, and we were taking mm. everybody through a Nautilus circuit because back then it was all Nautilus equipment. Right. And we weren't called personal trainers, but that's what we did. But everybody got touched by, you know, a staff member. And uh, Joe was the, the ultimate motivator, uh, the ultimate uh, consistent source of continuing education. He would send us all to Nautilus uh, headquarters to be certified and to learn more about nutrition. And uh -oh. I still remember to this day, we had to pass a knowledge test, which incorporated watching 50 videos on Nautilus training. And if you didn't pass the test, you weren't allowed to work for minimum wage. Wow. And we all fought for the ability to work on that job. It was a prestige thing. It's amazing. You know, it's a, you know, you think about culture and you think about, you know, those, those foundations. And once you kind of stick those in the ground, a lot else could, could happen because you've got that as a base. And like, there, there's a level of professionalism. I've mm -hmm. actually never, I just wrote down a shirt and tie thing. Cause I think that would be amazing. Like 
throwback class instead of doing like, yeah. yo, we're doing a boot camp class. We're going to show up with like six trainers, like all dressed up as if they're going right. to like uh, my bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> Who the hell knows, well, right? Joe used to say when he'd interview you, well, I, I come from Catholic school. I had to wear a uniform. So uh-huh. believe me, you're going to wear a uniform. And for him, it was shirts and ties. And you know what? We all bought in. We all bought in because we knew how righteous and his level of integrity. Yeah. <clears throat> so. so, you know, how, how long were you there for? And then, you know, where, where'd you go to next? And how'd you, uh, how'd you end up in, uh, in Palm Desert, which obviously is not a bad place to be. Right. <laughs> well, lots of twists and turns between Gainesville, Florida and Palm Desert. Bounced. Yeah. Uh, been in the industry 2020 will be my 40th year. Uh, it's a, a pretty motivational story the way I got my first opportunity post-college. I was working at Joe's Club and I was training one of the older members. Most of the members were college students. I wanted to impress Joe. I wanted him to be able to look out on the workout floor that I wasn't just look, looking to work out the pretty girls for Friday night. Uh-huh. So I struck up a friendship uh, with one of the older members who had a bad back and I was helping him work out. Turns out I had no idea that he was a wealthy retired businessman. And um, about a month before graduating, I got a degree in journalism. And I was gonna go to law school and take over my dad's law firm, which is you know, obviously in the Old Testament that you have to take over your Jewish father's law firm. Yeah, Dagfly didn't take over his coffee business or we would not be having this conversation. Exactly. <laughs> so um, make a, a very long story short, uh, this gentleman said to me about a month before graduating, what are you gonna do? So I said, well, I'm probably gonna go to law school and then take over my dad's law firm. He goes, don't you hate lawyers? So I laughed and I said, no, some of them are okay. Because right. the world doesn't need another lawyer. Why don't you do this? So I said, what do you mean this? He goes, you're really good at this. I said, I- I've put some money away and uh, I think we should do a, a gym together. Uh-huh. So I took seven days off after graduating and went from Gainesville, Florida to Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm 21 years old, wow. and I own 10% of my first gym, and I'm making $500 a week plus commission. And I what was that on? A, it was probably less than 3.35 an hour at that point, because you're there probably 100 hours <laughs> a week, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, you know, I, when I talk to staff, I talk about the members see everything, your boss sees everything. And I was so into impressing my boss that I was going above and beyond, not just looking to hook up with, you know, a date. Yeah, sure. Uh, And look at what happened, because I singled out this guy, and it turned out that he was a wealthy, retired businessman. I opened up my first club as an equity partner at 21. I I believe seriously in karma and, like, you do the right thing and, you know, good things happen. I lost my wallet on a flight, and I'm like, the last two months, I've done nothing but good things for good people. And like two days later, I got my wallet back. And I'm, it was definitely, I love it. look, you did the right thing, which was, you know, you had nothing to gain from it except, hey, I'm going to create a new experience for someone. I'm going to help somebody get results. And it turns out, you know, create results for yourself. So I think you got to pass it on. It's like an energy field we're working in. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I also believe you have to be... Um have to be righteous about it. You got to really love the fitness lifestyle. You got to work it. You got to be sincere. I, I have a pet peeve. If I'm dealing with someone in the fitness industry and they don't work out themselves, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't expect you to be a marathon runner or a triathlete or a bodybuilder. But if you can't make the time to train three days a week and eat clean and, you know, represent, I got a problem with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I um I, I did a one hour spin class two days ago, 
and I'm planning on getting a workout in tomorrow. So, well, you you look super. Thanks fit. a lot. For, I appreciate that. I got I know I got a body for radio, right? For, Podcasting for, for a man in his early seventies, you look phenomenal. Thank you, thank you. I just got my <laughs> hair colored, and I still have hair to color. So I'm gonna take advantage of that until it's not there anymore. Or wear a hat. So you're 21 years old. You're in Tallahassee. What? Yeah. How did uh, how things kind of evolved? You know, from there to your first club in Palm Springs. And uh, and what's happened in Palm Springs? I mean, like when you went out there, must have been uh, must have been pretty quiet versus what it is today. I would presume well, there, there were quite a few <laughs> there were quite a few transitional periods between uh, Tallahassee, Florida, and then uh, going back into um, advertising. Actually, I had a background in marketing and advertising. Um, when things didn't work out 100% well with the Westwood Fitness uh, situation, which was Tallahassee, I actually worked for a production company in advertising on the west coast of Florida. Okay. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, I've always enjoyed being creative, ran a bunch of ad campaigns, and then had a super successful syndicated campaign for Gold's Gyms throughout North America. And it was picked up by over 70 clubs, and I was invited to be a featured speaker. I was living on the west coast of Florida. was invited to be a featured speaker at the Gold's Gym Convention in L.A. Went out there, made a speech about advertising and marketing, and stopped, you know, with the two-for-one sales and started uh-huh. showing before and after results and replicate more of the diet industry su- success rather than everything being price point-driven. Sure. And stopped exclusively showing bodybuilders because that's not where the money's at. And, um, you know, things clicked pretty well. So from, from that convention, I was offered a marketing position with, um, with Gold's Gym. Okay. So I, ma- I made that move. So that I was with corporate. Right. Gotcha. So I, I was living in, uh, in L.A. and uh, living the life in the 80s. So since right. then, you know, a lot, lot of different uh, opportunities, ran a uh, large chain of clubs and New York and New Jersey called Synergy Fitness. They're still one of my consulting clients. Um, did some corporate work with World Gym in both Florida and California. And then it ended up that I um, had an opportunity to uh, buy a club in, in the desert in California, which I love, and also maintain my consulting. And it's been a blessing because I have my, my son working with me, and uh, he's going to carry on the legacy. And I'm, I'm very fortunate. So to tell us, it's under a World Gym right. brand. Um, I think, you know, World Gym has kind of gone through, well, I guess it kind of like Gold's. Every right. franchisee kind of creates right. what that brand means in Absolutely. that, you know, in their in their, their trademark, you know, trade area. Um, so what, what does World, World Gym represent, you know, at your location versus some, you know, someone might in California right. might be like a little more... Right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more of a disruptor when it comes to the World Gym brand because I don't use this, the logo that's iconic, which is the gorilla with the bent barbell. I already know I'm going to get that market. Right. I know I'm going to get young guys who like heavy lifting. I know I'm going to get that. So I do the opposite. All of my marketing, whether it's social media or uh, what, whatever I do, is to... Um, push the idea of results for everybody, meaning right. seniors, families, deconditioned. Um, I know I'm going to get that 21-year-old heavy lifter. I really want to get his parents and grandparents. So uh, I really try to emphasize before and after results of all different types of conditioned people. And you will rarely ever see me highlight a member who's a bodybuilder or a powerlifter. I already know I'm going to get them. So in Palm Desert, where you've obviously got a pretty big um, 
you know, retirement community, are you seeing a lot of health care companies and insurance companies finally like pay you directly or say, look, I'm going to give you a hundred percent because if you enter that hospital room one time, it's five times what, it, what, what my membership is. Couldn't agree more, Peter. That is um, the thing I'm most excited about. When I bought my club uh, in 2016, it was basically uh, run like a standard operation with, you know, memberships paid in fulls and some month to month. Um, and did very little with the Silver Sneaker program. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, really where it was at was getting involved with the insurance companies. So um, that's been our our saving grace and really been our sweet spot. So my company works with Silver Sneakers, Silver and Fit, Active and Fit, Optum. uh, And that's really where we see our growth. Um, We've increased it uh, about 1,100% from wow. where it was. That's uh, great. It was, it, it, it was really an afterthought because um, it takes work. Yeah. You, you, you've got to prove to these carriers that you're willing to um, customize your programming towards seniors. And that's the other reason why my marketing is really, you know, so, much softer than the typical World Gym, Powerhouse Gym, Gold's Gym. So, uh, you know, as you're helping other people and, and you got a consulting arm as well, and, you know, that that's awesome to kind of share your experience. And as people on the show have heard many times, I use this phrase all the time. It's called experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. I got a lot of experience. I can tell you what's worked for me. I'm very open about what hasn't worked. And let me let me save you some trouble here. Or, you know, let me show you a path sure. that doesn't include sure. the negative components of that. And um, from a standpoint of... Um, giving back that knowledge of how you're able to how you run this play by right. up 1100 percent like other right. people need to know how to do that it's not right. going to negatively impact your business it's not like you're giving you know a competitor this a right. secret but like right. if you could, if people could replicate what you have done we're going to help a lot more people which right. is obviously our goal right we're going to save this country more money we're 100%. not going to have like obesity uh you know, um, centric uh, restaurants. They're trying to like, like, reinforce the chairs. I'm like, let's let us fix that. Leave the chair exactly. the way it is. Exactly. So it's kind of like um, when people ask me, you know, who, who are your competitors, and they think I'm going to say LA Fitness or yeah. I'm going to say 24 Hour Fitness or I'm going to say the you know the the local JCC or Boys Club. I go, no, my my uh, competitor is. Uh, Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. It's, I, I want market share from the diet industry because I want to keep my promise. Yep. And it's only through structured nutrition and consistent exercise you're going to get full results. And to reach out to seniors, you've got to go to them. So uh, every week we're out to senior centers. That's awesome. We work through Love the it. local churches. Uh, we do a lot of free health fairs and screenings. You've got to be proactive, and you've got to make them comfortable. So you have to do a lot of open houses. I also do a lot of um, charity tie-ins. Uh, I'll do things for the MS Society. I'll do things for Special Olympics. I'll do things for arthritis care. Um, you know, you, you have to be wellness-oriented. What I would love to do, and let's get it on tape so it happens. So we're still recording, correct? All right, cool. I would love to set up like a Halo playbook. You know, we use this term Halo and uh, to give people like, here's here's a way to do it. Like instead of me just telling you or hire you for 
a day or a week or right. a month or whatever it is, but we got to implement these types of programs because it's a huge market and there's no more excuses. So I couldn't agree I think more. we do that. So look, we grew up only uh, 18 minutes off the Southern state. So it took, from, it took us there to get to go. San Diego in order for us to become friends. <laughs> there so we go, Peter. Um, it was great to meet you. Congrats on a success. Let's figure Appreciate out ways it. to work together and help more people. And, uh, you know, I, lo I love what you're doing. And, you know, guys like you kind of took the first leap into this industry. And, uh, you know, we appreciate your 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 service in that path. And uh, <laughs> let's make some uh, money, help more people, and, and have fun doing it. That's right. Appreciate and it, Peter. Suit and tie PT in my basement next week. <laughs> Later. Thanks, man. Thanks.